So we're in January, and January's theme is a grand rising. I love that. I like that. It feels good, doesn't it, to take on that kind of energy? We are not playing small anymore. <laughs> that is, for me, that's what it speaks to, right? A grand rising, big intention, and I like that. You know, we've been. We've been in this faith philosophy for a while, some of us longer than others, and we want to take it to that next step and be that in the world. You know, we need to go big, right? We need to go big. And I think Ernest Holmes said, I think, well, I think he said, you know, something like we've learned all we can by suffering, right? Haven't we? We have learned all we can by suffering. So let's just take it on, take on these God qualities and live those in the world and, and go big. You know, we started this month of the Grand Rising with um, driven by faith, knowing that faith uh, precedes anything that we do. Faith, faith makes the impossible possible, right? With faith, all things are possible. I love that. And then we moved into leading with courage, part of the Grand Rising. Whether we're leading a group or a family or a company or whatever it is we're leading, we lead with courage. We go through thick and thin. We know the truth regardless of the circumstances, and that's hard to do sometimes. Regardless of conditions, we continue to know the truth, even when we can't see the truth. Doesn't it feel like that sometimes? It feels like there's a big, huge step backwards. But we still know the truth in spite of everything. Knowing the truth, knowing the light, even when we're in the dark. Which I think is really um, uh, what we're talking about in, in the Bible in Hebrews when it says, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, right? Faith provides us with that. We believe that evidence even though we cannot see it. We believe things are going well even when it looks like setback. Faith gives us the assurance for the things that we're hoping for and provides the conviction, even if we don't see them in the moment, that they're on the way. That's leading with courage. I love that. And then, of course, last week we listened to all the light things and all the dark things, right, through story and song. And again, I just, I loved it. It was about holding the truth, all the things light and all the things of darkness, right? It's about holding the things of truth even when we don't see them. Even if we are in the dark, we know the light exists. Just like we know if it's raining and stormy and, and dark that the sun is behind all of that, right? It didn't go anywhere. It's not gone. Our good is not gone. It's just behind all of these temporary conditions. So today we're going to talk about moving our feet. You know, it, it comes from, well, you've, you, you know, you've heard, I guess, a lot of people in our faith tradition say that, right? Treat and move your feet. And everybody says everybody else said it, <laughs> you know. People say, Ernest Holmes said it. I've said Ernest Holmes said it. Ernest Holmes never said it. It's really, honestly, we searched for it. I searched for it. I did, took a deep dive last night. I looked everywhere for Ernest Holmes saying, treat and move your feet. Treat was his expression for spiritual mind treatment or affirmative prayer, which is what we do here. Five-step affirmative prayer. Well, I looked everywhere I could look, and then I actually went to... Uh, our resident expert, Nana Greasy, right, who is our archival resident expert on everything that Ernest Holmes said throughout his life, she couldn't find it either. So it's like I didn't feel so bad. <laughs> anyway, I know it, I think Maud Latham said it. The closest we could get was Maud Latham said it, referring to another woman whose book was You Want to Be Happy or You Can Be Happy which was published in 1946. So she was, she was actually talking about somebody else when she said, uh, when you pray, move your feet. It was the title of a chapter in that book, 
you can be happy. So Maud Latham is the closest we could get. And she was an editor for the Science of Mind magazine back in the 40s. So she worked closely with Ernest. But there you go. I know this is all this trivial stuff that you probably don't care about, but I'm fascinated by. You know, I've got to dig and find out who said what when. Anyway. Treat and move your feet. It's a popular expression in our movement. I'm sure you've heard it by now, right? It's called treat and move your feet. We say it all the time, which means pray and then do stuff, right? Pray and then do stuff. Make some, make some actual positive changes, right? If you're praying, you want to move toward what your prayer is. And, and uh, you know, it's been said over and over. Treat and move your feet. Pray and proceed. Pray and proceed. That's really what we're talking about here. And, and I find that very, very similar to faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, right? Because we pray, maybe nothing has changed in the physical world yet, but we proceed as if, which is another thing we say quite often, right? Proceed as if, right? Do the prayer work, say the affirmative prayer, and then proceed as if as if the demonstration is already before us, as if we can see the evidence we really can't see, as if we believe it's done, it's already done, even though it hasn't happened yet. When we pray, we are directing the law, right? That, the middle part of the teaching symbol, we are directing the law to act. When Ernest Holmes created that beautiful teaching symbol with the V, remember it has three areas, right? Spirit, soul, body is what we, we call it. When we pray, we're praying from first cause, and we are directing the law, which is universal subjective, to act. That's what we're doing. We have to believe we did it, right? That's part of this whole affirmative prayer. When we pray and we direct the law to act, we must know it's acting, even if it's in the invisible realm. We're speaking from first cause. We are speaking the word of God into form. We are recreating the divine creative process that spirit uses, but we are using it in our own life. We are co-creating with a power and a presence that exists everywhere, that responds to our, our most predominant thought and out pictures accordingly. And we are working in the invisible realm. We are working in the spiritual realm. And then law takes hold of it. This universal subjective power takes hold of it and begins working, right? Begins working it so that eventually you see it in the level of the effect. It goes from the invisible realm to the visible. And there you have a demonstration, right? Well, you have a manifestation anyway, because, and this is important, because when we complete that affirmative prayer, it's done, right? Don't we say at the end of the prayer, and so it is? Do you believe that? Right? Do you believe, and so it is? This, is? this is the part of faith. Do you believe it's done when you say it's done? It's done. And so it is. That means the demonstration is made, doesn't it? And then you go on to release, you go on to release it because you don't have to think about it, worry about it, you know, ponder it, um, cogitate over it, and nothing. It's done. It's done. You are confident that that change in the law has been accomplished and you're going to see it in the manifest universe at some point. Universal intelligence, right? That thing, 
that thing exists. I don't, hmm. When you're done with the prayer, when you say, and so it is, it is. In universal intelligence, that thing exists. In the invisible realm, that thing exists. Right? It is done. So it is. Means the demonstration is made. But where is that demonstration? Right? It is in mind. The demonstration is in mind. Well, whose mind? Well, our mind. Universal intelligence. Our mind is immersed in universal intelligence. We are a light. We are a point of being in universal intelligence. So when I'm convinced of it, it's in universal mind as well. So that means it is done. In the, in the universal intelligence, it is. It exists. It exists. And, you know, it seems like in reading Ernest Holmes for all of these years that I've read, it seems like he has used the words demonstration and manifestation as synonyms. But, you know, the more I read them, the more I read him, the more I read Dr. Holmes, there are subtle differences. Two, you know, he, 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 would, he would interchange them sometimes as two different words meaning the same thing. But the more I read, the more I understand these subtle differences in meaning. I, I get that the demonstration is in mind when the prayer is complete and the manifestation is in the physical world when it shows up in our experience of life. And, and that may be a very, very subtle difference to you, but it seems like it makes a whole world of difference in our prayer practice, right? When the demonstration in mind is done, we can release the prayer. We know it's done in our own minds. That means it's done in universal mind. And then the law takes over at that point. Universal subjective takes over and begins to manifest in physical form. Right? That is where we see the change. Nurse Holmes said this. He said, this is in the Science of Mind textbook. We are one with unmanifest substance whose business is forever to take form. And we are one with the law which gives that form. The entire order is one of spontaneous being and spontaneous manifestation. The law follows the word just as the word follows the desire. The desire arises from the necessity of the universe to express itself. The law follows the word. The word follows the desire. The word gives form to the substance, and the principle of subjective law produces a manifestation. See the way he used those two words differently? There is no effort in this process whatsoever. Phew! <laughs> that takes a lot off all shoulders, right? There's no effort in this process. Thank you, God. I just need to know the truth, and eventually it manifests. It moves from the demonstration in mind to the manifestation in the physical world. The word gives form to the substance, indicates the demonstration is in mind. The law produces the manifestation, the physical effect. This is that subtle difference, but it is well worth your consideration. So that when you pray, you know it's done. You know it is done in mind. When we pray and we realize that demonstration is made, we have convinced ourselves in our own mind 
That is what is known across universal intelligence, everywhere, simultaneously. We realize the demonstration is made in mind at some point. And if you haven't realized it in prayer, you keep praying, don't you? You keep praying until you realize, yes, it is done in mind. Then you say amen, then you say, so it is, because you are convinced, so it is. That is the completion of your prayer. When you are convinced of the demonstration, when we know it is done in mind, it is complete, it is happening. And we can be certain of its arrival in physical form. And then we rest easy, knowing the law has it. The law is making it so. This is the completion of the prayer process, even if it's not visible. Ernest Holmes in Science of Mind, again, back to the textbook, he says, there is a divine principle, and what it does for us, it must do through us. That's why we have to pray, right? That's why we have to know for ourselves. It can only do for us what it does through us. Our part in the demonstration is to set the word in motion, thus compelling through the law of subjectivity to result in manifestation. So he's real clear about it. One is in mind, one is in physical form. Demonstration is done in mind, our mind. It is released to universal subjective, which produces the physical effect, the manifestation. That's pray and move your feet. That's what we're talking about, right? We pray so convincing ourselves of the truth of our situation. When we release it, we know it is done. And then the law takes over, manifesting. And it's our job to move our feet. It's our job to act as if. Act as if is part of moving forward, isn't it? I know it's done. I don't have any worry. I don't have any care. I don't have any concern. I know it's done. <sighs> right? We know it's done. I know it's done. Acting as if and moving forward. And, that's, and then we say, oh, I love this part. You're going to love this part. And then we say, stay out of the how. Right? Oh, my God. What are you talking about? Is that frustrating or what? Right? We're supposed to move our feet, but stay out of the how. Is that not frustrating? Oh, my God. This is how we teach it. Outline, but don't detail. What the hell? You know? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Act as if, but don't try to figure it out. <laughs> no, in our own minds, but leave it up to spirit. <laughs> Come on. What are we saying here? Ah, frustrating. I'm supposed to do something, but what am I supposed to do? I'm supposed to know something, but not detail what that thing is. <laughs> what to do, what to do. Is that where you get stuck? Do you get stuck there sometimes? I get stuck there sometimes. <laughs> Ernest Holmes said, all we have to do is know within ourselves. Know within ourselves. And when we are absolutely convinced, well, we have made the demonstration. So that is in mind. That's, that, takes, that takes effort on our part sometimes. I remember Terry Cole Whitaker saying, it takes a lot of effort to get to effortless. I didn't know what she meant back there. I know now what she means. There's a lot of effort to get to effortless. But that's the, def that's, that's the demonstration. It's mind. It's in, the it's in the invisible realm. You don't see it, but you know it's done. That's faith. Right? That's faith. Knowing our heart's desire, that thing we put into prayer, knowing it's complete. Knowing spirit has it. It can't not come. Right? It can't not occur. <sighs> what that thing is? I don't know. <laughs> That's the spirit part, right? We, we express 
our desire on our heart and we express it in prayer and we release it to the universal power and presence energy that begins to work on our, our heart's desire and then it manifests as something and we look at it and go, oh, that wasn't what I was talking about. <laughs> right? Do you do that sometimes? You get, like, you, you get what's on your heart and you're like, oh, no. No, that's, that's not what I was talking about. <laughs> you know, the, this... <laughs> This changes how we think about affirmative prayer, doesn't it? This then, we've been in this teaching long enough to know this is what changes what our affirmative prayer is. It's about living the life of our desires. It's about a life of joy. It's about a life of love. It's a life of service. It's a life of abundance. It's a life of peace. This is our prayer then. These are our affirmative prayers. We don't pray for the car. Well, sometimes we do. You know, the silver one, you know, the sedan with the, with the nice logo on the front, you know, the 2024 model with the one with the seated heats because my butt gets cold. Okay, whatever, right? That's what we wind up praying for. That's not what we're praying for. What are we praying for, really? Oh, I want, I want lovely, safe transportation for myself. I want to pray love and stress-free travel. It's not that car, that color, that model, that, lo you know, logo. It's about, I want stress-free transportation. I just want to go places and see things and, not have, and have no worries about it. I don't pray that job. Did you ever pray that job? We have, come on, we know it. We have prayed that job, right? I need that job, I want that job. You know, that one, the one with the corner office, <laughs> you know, the one on the 16th floor, the one with the purple carpet. That's the one I want, right? We, it's like, that's not affirmative prayer. We pray perfect employment. We pray happy co-workers. We pray thrilling experience. We pray opportunities to be of service to the greater good. We pray a life fulfilled by our work. That's what we pray. Do you see the difference? That's affirmative prayer. And then spirit takes over and manifests something for us. And then we get to look at it and go, oh my God, this is better than I could have ever dreamed. This is better than I could have ever hoped for. This is better than my little idea of what I thought would make me happy. Because okay? it's better, because spirit always has a better idea. Right? We're looking at a piece of pie. We're looking at a slice. We're going, yeah, that's it. That's what I want, this thing. Pray for this, would you? Please pray, me. pray this thing for me. And spirit's going, the wholeness of life is yours. The wholeness of life is yours. And we're just keep looking at this little piece. This will make me happy, this thing right here. And trying to make it happen. Moving our feet is about growing our consciousness, really. How big can you make it? How big can you get it? How big can you, can you intend for your life? That's moving our feet. What is that intention we want to set into prayer? It's bigger than a job, a car, a, a, a move. Whatever it is, it's bigger than that. Ernest Holmes said, we do not change all of the patterns of our thought in one movement. Rather, it takes place little by little until gradually the old thought patterns become transformed little by little. Gradually, right? They become transformed by some inner alchemy of the mind. The operation of which we do not see, but the manifest 
but the manifestation of which we do experience. The change happens in the invisible realm. The change happens in, in mind, and then little by little, it demonstrates in our, in our experiences around us. You know, you know the tagline for religious science over the years, right? What is it? Change your thinking, change your life. There's another one we heard forever and always. I don't know if Ernest Holmes said that one either, but we'll look. Nan, you will look for me. Change your, change your thinking, change your life. This was, the, this was the tagline for religious science going way back, going all the way back to the beginning, I believe. All the change must occur in mind first. The level here, the level of the new pair of shoes or the new car or whatever, that is the last link in the chain of manifestation, isn't it? The last link in the chain is where it shows up in your life. Change your thinking, change your life. All this change starts in mind before the manifestation ever occurs. We continue to act as if, as soon as our prayer is complete, remember the demonstration in mind occurred, even though nothing has changed at the physical level, we know it's changed in mind, and then we act as if. We act as if. And here's, and here's the real good part about that, is when we know we have had a demonstration in mind, we prayed until that occurred, we can go along with our life, la, 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 I know it's done, right? I know it's done, I know it's done, I know it's coming. So that we can go around in our lives positive, happy, assured. We don't mind what's happening. You love that expression? I don't mind what's happening. That has become my new go-to expression. <laughs> I love that. People come like right at me, you know, oh, 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 this needs to be done and that needs to be done and the bathrooms aren't clean and this is... And you're like, I don't mind what's happening. Because <laughs> I know it's fixable. I know it's transitioning. I know it is changing. I know God is good all the time. I don't mind what's happening because I know change is happening. I don't get discouraged because I know my manifestation is on its way. That's why we don't mind what's happening. When you're convinced, when you are convinced that the demonstration occurred in mind, it's already done, what is there to worry about? God's got our back. There is absolutely nothing to worry about. That's why we don't mind what's happening. It may look chaotic. It may look like everything's falling apart. But I know. I know how this turns out. I remember Jana Zunich, dear Jana, she was a practitioner here for a long, long time and then with Pacific Church and she's made her transition. She used to always say, everything works out in the end. And if it's not working out, it's not the end. <laughs> it's true. And that's why we don't get discouraged because we know everything's working out. We know our good is already ours because we demonstrated it in mind. And we're not going to budge off that position, off that belief, off that truth. We know it is done. That's why we don't mind what's happening because we know our good is already ours. I know it's already ours. I know it's on its way. I know it is getting ready. You know who said that? I don't mind what's happening. It was Krishnamurti. I looked that up. <laughs> he said, I don't mind what happens. That is the essence of inner freedom. It is a timeless spiritual truth. Release attachment to outcome deep within yourself, and you'll feel good no matter what. And he's right. We have that faith. We've developed that faith through our affirmative prayer practice, through our meditation practice. I don't mind what's happening because I know I'm resting in the truth of my good. It's on its way. 
I may not know what it is. <laughs> but again, that's the how, remember? That is the how. I know it's good, and I know it's on its way. And I don't mind what's happening is never to be confused with I don't care. It's not I don't care. Oh, sorry, guys. That was my earring. It's not to be confused with I don't care. I don't mind what's happening. It's not I don't care. Or, or I don't work for change, right? I don't work to see change in my life. I still do. I still move my feet, right? But I don't mind what's happening means I know my good is on its way. I know my good is coming together in some form, in some shape, and it's moving from the invisible realm to the visible, where I can go, aha, <laughs> there it is. Yay, there it is. My new job appeared. My new car appeared. My new love appeared. The man of my dreams, Mr. Right, or at least Mr. Right now, you know, has, has come into my life, and I love it. Ah, that's the thing. I don't mind what's happening, and I do what I am called for. I do my part to manifest the manifestation. I align myself with these principles. You know, I align myself. I change my mind, and I change my life. Change your thinking, change your life. My dear friend, uh, Reverend Linda Findlay, who has a place up in Oregon, she said, until you change your consciousness, it doesn't matter what you do, because nothing you do will work. Once you change your consciousness, it doesn't matter what you do, because everything you do will work. You see the difference? I love that. So there is move your feet part. Maybe it's writing resumes. If you're looking for a new job, you give the big plan to God. You give the how to God. I want to be loved, and I want to be fulfilled, and I want great coworkers, and I want to be prosperous, and I want to be fulfilled, and I want to be challenged, whatever. Those, you give those big intentions to God, and then you do, you're moving your feet part. Maybe you fill out resumes. Maybe you answer phone calls. Maybe you make phone calls, whatever. Maybe it's prayer. Yeah, you think? <laughs> Maybe it's prayer to become more definite in the demonstration. Maybe it's expanding your faith, practicing. I know it's done in the invisible. I'm just, I'm here waiting and doing my thing so that spirit can do its thing. Moving my feet is trusting, knowing, doing what is in front of me to do. Moving my feet is not getting involved in the how. Ernest Holmes said this, if we are seeking to demonstrate, we must tell ourselves we have faith in the power of spirit, in its ability, in the principle, and in the certainty of the demonstration for which we are working. Faith, being a mental attitude, is according to law, and even if one doubts for a moment, we can overcome our doubt and create the desired faith and create the demonstration which leads to the manifestation. That's what we're doing. That's why it's so important. That's why the moving your feet part is so integral. Treat and move your feet. <laughs> no matter who said it, I don't really care. <laughs> moving our feet, aligning with, and allowing the manifestation to occur. That is how we transform lives, our lives, with this practical spirituality. Thank you.